Good day to beautiful you. I'm Chrissy Hutchings from ChrissyHutchings.com. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I'm going to start off the podcast with a question for you. You ready? Here we go. How much of your life is your idea? Let that resonate for a moment. I'll ask it again. How much of your life is your idea? This week we'll be talking about giving yourself permission to live life on your terms. This is one of the first tenets of showing up and living a wholehearted life. Is your life yours or someone else's idea for you? We'll be tackling that question this week on the Beautiful You podcast. So if you're ready to stop hiding and show up for your life, come and join me today. Welcome to this week's Beautiful You podcast. I'm so glad you've decided to hang out with me today. You won't be sorry you did because I'm going to share with you one of the biggest life lessons I've learned to date. And hopefully it won't take you as long to learn it as it did me. My whole purpose in podcasting, blogging, writing, singing and doing music is to share with you the things that God's teaching me about himself and about the life that he's called me to live. I love to inspire and give away everything I'm learning. It's really my mission in life. As it was for the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 11. Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. And my heart is wide open to you. My heart is wide open to God to hear him tell me, what he wants to say on this podcast. And this morning, as I'm opening the podcast, I'm praying that something that I say today will resonate with you, that um, God has put on my heart, that he wants you to know, and uh, that it'll begin to move you forward in what he's called you to do. Before we get started on our topic today, I want to invite you to connect with the Beautiful You blog at ChrissyHutchings.com, formerly known as The Worship Life, and uh, also to subscribe to the newsletter. You'll also want to follow the blog and there's a button there on the blog where where you can click that says follow so that you'll get notified every time I do a new post. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram at beautifulyoublogger and Chrissy Hutchings on Facebook. And if you're more of the Twitter kind, you can find me at Chrissy H. Okay, so hopefully you've had a moment to ponder the question for today. And let me state that question again. How much of your life is your idea? I'll give you some homework later, but I want to share with you the things I believe that keep us from showing up for our lives. We may show up, but it might not be to our own lives, but to lives that we're living to please others, to keep others on our good side, or earn a living or whatever. But when we finally realize we're not really living the life we want, it's like waking up in the morning. You're kind of groggy, rubbing the sleep out of your eyes, trying to get your bearing. And then, wow, finally seeing that this is not your dream. Or you may live a life of denial because what it's going to take to do your life is scary and overwhelming. And I'll tell you, that's where 
I was, along with some of these other things like people pleasing and living for the approval of others. Well, let me assure you, there is nothing more scary than realizing at the end of your life, you didn't live your life, but what you thought others wanted you to or for the approval of other people. And here's a side note, the most deadly thing you can do for your joy and fulfillment in life is to live for the approval of others. And that's a whole other podcast, which we can tackle at a later time. The important question to answer, if this is the case, is why? Why are you living somebody else's idea and not your own. Man, that's one of the most important questions that you can answer. I'll talk about my why today and hopefully it might resonate with you or give you some starting point to begin to ask yourself that question. What is your why? Well, my why started out in a situation that I came up against that really started this whole idea of showing up and uh, living your life. And let me kind of take you back to that place. I was sitting in an auditorium of a church at a women's conference. And uh, this story is actually on my YouTube channel on the uh, video showing up for your life. Um, And I'm sitting there and the speaker is speaking And she's telling a story about she went and spoke at a church and they just rolled out the red carpet for her. They gave her a assigned seat that was right up in the front with all the other wonderful speakers. And she thought so lowly of herself that for most of the conference, she stayed in the back and she didn't come up and sit in her seat. And when she finally did come up and take her seat, somebody looked at her and said, where have you been And when those words came out of her mouth, it woke me up in my seat. I mean, I was listening, but man, it was like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Chrissy, where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you showing up? And the the years before that, the few years before that, I had really, uh, I had lost one of my sisters uh, to death. She had complicated complications from diabetes and passed away suddenly. And it seems like ever since that moment, my life was like in this fog. I had had these major life changes and life shifts to where I was really kind of um, thrust into this um position in the work that I did that was, uh, had a lot of responsibility. And it's like, I just kind of sucked it up and kept on going. But in this moment, and, and the other thing that I did was really every thought that I had and every decision that I made in my life and in my work was, is this something that somebody else wants me to do? And slower, slowly, but surely I began to become invisible in my life. And I knew within myself, man, I'm, I'm not showing up, but I really didn't think of it in that context. I just knew that every decision I was making and the things that I was doing is, was in, uh, in pleasing others and for somebody else's approval. And because 
you know, I, I really don't know what to do. So I'm just going to find out from other people what I need to do and move in that to where I really started to shrink down and become invisible and minimal in my own life. And in that moment, I was sitting in that chair and she asked that question. It wasn't her asking that question of the audience. It was the Holy Spirit asking that question of me. Chrissy, where are you? When are you going to show up? People need you to show up. People need you to stop hiding and come out of your shame and come out of, and, and then, you know, after that, just this, uh, avalanche of emotions and why was I doing it like this and all this stuff, you know, it really started me on a journey of finding out what, why was I doing that? Why was I living my life like that? And what are the steps that I needed to take to stop doing that? And let me tell you, the last five years of my life has been part of that journey. And, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a quick fix because, uh, one of the things that I do is I analyze everything to death. That's one of my greatest strengths and one of my greatest weaknesses. You know, analytics are great for uh, the job uh, and some things in your life, but analytics are not great for everything in your life. And um, I think I had analyzed things so much that I became paralyzed in my life. And so I started to ask myself, why? Why was I living for the approval of others? Why was I giving everybody else permission to tell me how my life should be, but I wasn't giving myself permission to do the things that I really loved. And actually, I had given myself so much over to this other people thinking that I didn't even know what I wanted in my life. I didn't know what I loved. I didn't know where I really wanted to go. And I knew that this was a wake-up call. You talk about waking up. It was a wake up call. And when I sat in that chair and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Chrissy, where are you? It was one of the most powerful moments in my life because what it also was communicating to me in that very moment is that he wanted me. He wanted me fully awake. He wanted me fully alive. And he wanted me to totally show up as me. Not as somebody else, not as what I thought people wanted me to be, not as even what I thought that I should be, but he wanted me to show up fully in the glory that he created me to be in. And guess what? You know, most of my life, I didn't see myself as any kind of glorious thing at all. Uh, on the contrary, I had such uh, just negative thinking about myself. And I still do. That's one of the areas of my life that I'm still working on because of the way I was raised and some of the um, belief systems that were really just drilled into my head uh, as a young girl and even in my uh, life as an adult. And I began to internalize all of those belief systems. And that's what I believed about myself. And it was so hard to break free from that. But when he said, when are you going to show up? It was like the God of the universe. I, it was an epiphany to me. It was like this revelation that happened that the God of the universe was approving me and said, can you please show up? I want you to show up in all the glory that I created you to be. 
so that you can do and be in this earth what I created you to do and be. And so that you could find your joy and fulfillment. Because let me tell you this, if you're living your life for other people, and not for what God wants you to do, and not for where your joy is, guess what? You are going to be one miserable Christian and creature on this planet, and nothing is going to fulfill you. And so that began the quest for me. That began the step down the road of this journey to wholehearted living. I thought, man, I I don't want to be anything else other than who I really am. And you know what? It's killing me literally. Okay, let me just say that too. It's It was killing me literally and physically to try and live my life for other people's approval instead of living it just freely who I was. So what happened after that step? I begin to really probe this question, why? And see, this is where my analytical thinking really came in handy. <laughs> I really started to ponder, why am I like this? Why am I doing this? Why would I close up and shut up my authentic self for the approval of other people? And I really began to probe this. And look, y'all, it has taken me years to really answer that question and it's it's it there's several different phases in that but the bottom bottom line is cuz i didn't know i felt so inadequate and felt so without um uh not confidence yeah i didn't have confidence but my feelings of competence were like non-existent and, you know, I grew up uh, in an atmosphere where things were just very scary all the time. And so instead of confronting those things, I would hide. You know, I'm the quiet child. I go up in my room and just nobody knows I'm there. And and that's how I lived my life for most of my childhood. Now, I was a, you know, I was a free spirit. I played guitar. I wrote my songs. I, you know, I was fun and joking and all that. And we had fun in our household. But deep down in the center of my being, I was afraid to show up. I was afraid of the judgments of other people that they wouldn't like me. And then if they wouldn't like me, then I would be isolated and alone. And I didn't want to be isolated and alone. And so I began to live as a performer. I would perform for other people's approval and for their uh, applause. If they liked me, then I was good. If they didn't like me, then something was wrong with me. And look, let me just say this. That thing almost killed me. And for the most part, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. I had no clue as to what was going on. And, and when I started to ask the why and started to probe into the why, then I had to really take an honest look at my life. And I had to take an honest look at Chrissy and see, where, where are you? Where exactly are you? If I'm going to answer the call of the Holy Spirit that day, where are you? And come and show up for your life. Then I had to answer that question so that I could actually walk it out. And, you know, there have been amazing people in my life that have helped me to answer this question and to actually walk it out. So, okay, I have the epiphany from the Holy Spirit and he said, 
uh, why I answered the question why. So what, what come next in the steps? Well, once I answered the why that I didn't know what I was doing or that I didn't feel like I really had permission to do the things that I really wanted to do, the next thing, and this exercise, this is going to be your homework. This exercise is, did at the time and still is totally transforming my life because I'm still answering this question today. And I think it'll continue to just evolve and um, expand as my life goes forward. And here's what it is. Here's your homework. This is the thing that I began to do after I had the epiphany, after I asked myself why and found out why. This is what I started to do. I started to say, I give myself permission to. Not somebody else gives me permission, but I give myself permission because I had given so much of my power over to other people to determine what my life was going to do because I was afraid that I didn't even know what I wanted, that I didn't even know what I say is right for my life. So I began to really probe that and look, that is a really fun thing to do. But I want to read to you some of the things that I wrote down for myself. And one of the things was when you realize that you've given over your life to somebody else to determine the outcomes of things and you live for the approval of others, you realize that there is a big chunk of your life that you have to grieve. If you have lived one year, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50 years for the approval of other people and that nothing that you did in that time frame was authentic to what you desired to do, man, that's a whole chunk of your life that that you've lost and and you have to grieve that. And that's really um that's really a deep place of grief. It has been for me that wow, I I betrayed myself. Really? When I looked at the ways that I had betrayed myself, the ways that I had sacrificed my own heart and my own belief system for the approval of others, man, I'll tell you what, that was like a huge kick in the stomach. And it it was a place of deep grief for me. And when I started to grieve those parts of my life, um, initially, I felt guilty. I felt um, wrong for grieving that. But look, it wasn't a decision that I made to grieve. It was an automatic thing that happened in my heart. When I began to see the things that I had lost in my life because of my fear and because I was allowing the approval of others to run and rule my life, it was automatic I started to grieve. And you know, a lot of people have a lot of ideas about grief, but look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah, you don't want to get steeped into the black hole of grief, but you definitely want to give yourself permission to grieve. And that was my very first, I give myself permission to. I give myself permission to grieve without guilt, judgment, shame, or condemnation. And look, you might not be living this kind of a situation. Maybe you're grieving something else in life and you feel bad. You feel shameful. You feel condemned because you're, you feel sad about this. Look, give yourself permission to grieve without guilt, without judgment, without shame and without condemnation. 
One of the other things that I give myself permission to decide what's best for me. And look, you might be saying, hey, how can this actually help you? Look, when I see, and and I will tell you right now what you're looking at, I have my journal right in front of me, in front of this microphone, and I'm reading from the actual first time I wrote these steps out. And every time I read the sentence, I give myself permission to There was nobody else's thought in there. That was my life. That was my heart and and the Lord living in me. I give myself permission to decide what's best for me. And you might not know what's best for you. Look, that's one of the biggest things that I gave myself permission to do is for me to decide what's best for me. I had lived my whole life letting other people decide what's best for me. And I said, no more. They're not having to live my life. See, the one of the things that happens when you give your life over to the approval of others is you're living for their approval and you might get their approval, but they're walking away hunky-dory and you have to live with how it feels to betray yourself, to lie to yourself, to not do what you desire to do. You develop resentment, you develop anger and all kinds of really nasty things. And guess what? They're going on living their life, but you're living with the consequences. You have to understand that when you give your power to other people, when you give the approval of your life over to other people, you live those consequences, not them. The consequence, the consequences of giving your life and your power and over to the approval uh, and the permission of others is, look, let me just spell it out. D-E-A-T-H. Death to you. Death to your dreams. Death to your joy. Death to um, your your fulfillment. Death to what God's really called you to do. Because really, actually, when we give our lives over to the approval of others and for them to give us permission, guess what? We make them God. We make those people God in our life. We, we take on no responsibility whatsoever. We we're down at the bottom rung and God is kind of down there with us. If we're, if you're living your life for the approval and the permission of other people, guess what? You've made them your God. I know that's tough. That's a harsh statement, but guess what? It's the, it's the truth. And I know, and you know, that's not where you want to be. You want your life to be God breathed. You want your life to be filled with the fullness of God and what he wants you to do. And guess what? He's for you. You don't, he already approves of you, not because you've done anything or because you've even become anything, but because you're his child. I mean, those of you out there with children, just think about this. Your child, when they're born, they haven't done anything and you just adore them. That day when I was seated in that conference and the Holy Spirit said, Chrissy, where are you? I felt the adoration of God for me, Chrissy, for me, myself. And it brought me such joy in that moment. I was so excited in that moment that he was saying to me, come on, I want you to show up because I like who you are, because I love you, because I created you in your mother's womb. I formed you and fashioned you to be exactly who you are. It doesn't matter what somebody else judges you to be. I want you. 
I want who you fully are. I want you with all your quirks and all those other things. I want you to show up. And man, let me tell you, it was one of the greatest invitations to my life that I had ever received. Okay, let me let me share a couple of more of these I give myself permission to. And I really encourage you to do this exercise. I give myself permission to ask for what I need. That's hard for some people to do. Because you might have grown up in a family that it was not cool to ask for what you need. That you were, that you were judged and you were condemned if you needed anything. And so a lot of times when that happens, we're afraid to ask for what we, meet, what we need. Sometimes we expect other people to know. But let me say this um, as a side note. They don't. Other people don't know what you need. You need to ask. I give myself permission to be who I am. I give myself permission, here's a big one, to say no on my terms. Not to say no and then come out with this big old long explanation because you're trying to have other people like you or approve you or not be mad at you or make it all right. Let me tell you, one of my biggest issues is when I say no, I got to make it all right for you. I got to make it all right for you. (laughs) And when I realize that that's what I, that's what I actually do. It's like automatic pilot. I realize that I do it and I stop it immediately. I just say, no, I can't do that. Or this is the decision that I've made about this, whether it's in work or whether it's at home or whatever. This is the decision that I've made. This is the direction that I'm going. Period. Not, well, because I wanted this and because of that and da 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 A lot of times when we over-explain, it's just our, um, our uh, attempt to make it all right with the other person. And you know what? One of the other biggest things that you can't do is make it your responsibility how other people respond to you. How somebody feels about you is not, is, what did somebody say, is none of your business? You can't make it all right for people. You have to let them feel the impact of your no. And they're going to be disappointed. And they're going to be upset. And you may have people in your life that are manipulative and controlling. And they're going to throw out the guilt on you. And they're going to throw out the shame on you. And that's one of the other reasons that we live for the approval of other people. Because you might be in a relationship that's super toxic. And they don't let you say no. Or if you do say no, man, you're going to get punished for it. Well, guess what? It's time for those people to grow up or it's time for you to release those people from your life. And I know that's hard. That's a whole other podcast. But what I'm saying is that we cannot spend our energy trying to make our life all right for other people. We just can't do it. If you're going to spend all your energy doing that, guess what? You're back in the hole of wanting other people to approve of you, wanting their permission and blah, 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 blah. And that's what you're trying to get out. You cannot live a wholehearted life and you cannot show up for your life when you live for the approval of other people and try to make your decisions okay with them. You have to let them just own that. And that's one of the other things that I wrote here too. I give myself permission to not accept everything everyone puts on me, to not accept the things that don't belong to me. Another person's feeling of your no doesn't belong to you. 
It belongs to them. Let me say that again. Another person's feeling that happens to them because of your no or because of your decision doesn't belong to you. It belongs to them. So they have to own that. That's not something you have to own. So give yourself permission to not accept things that don't belong to you. And here's one of the last ones that I'm going to say. I have like a whole list of them and I'm continuing to add to the list. But here's the other thing. I give myself permission to serve people in a way that doesn't kill me. <laughs> now, that, that's kind of an exaggeration, but uh, sometimes if you've been there, you know that um, sometimes your service and your help of other people uh, can seem like a death sentence, especially if they're uh, toxic and they're, they're, they're just plain out evil and they're not, uh, you know, nothing you do can ever please them. And, you know, but the other thing is you can put those expectations on yourself. Sometimes you might, somebody else might not be expecting of you what you would expect of you. So you have to really be able to differentiate that irregardless of their expectations or your expectations. Give yourself permission to serve people in a way that doesn't kill you, that doesn't really drain you of all your energy, drain you of all your money, drain you of all kinds of stuff. You know, there are a a dozen whys to this question of, you know, is your life, how much of your life is your idea? You know, again, we're back to the original question. How much of your life is your idea? So here's what we, here's what we've learned today. Number one, the epiphany. When you ask yourself that question, how much of your life is your idea? And you find out, hello, none of it or most of it isn't. That's an epiphany. That's a wake up moment. Okay. Then the second step is you have to ask yourself why. Why is so much of your life somebody else's idea and not your idea? And answer that question. And it might take you years to answer that question, but begin to ask that question. And the third step is giving yourself permission to what? Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. And that's what your homework's going to be this week, is to sit down, give yourself some space, and give yourself some time. And so here's what you need to do first and foremost. Give yourself permission to find some space to sit down and do this homework. <laughs> so that's your first permission. And then sit down and start writing out, I give myself permission to. And it can be anything. But let me guarantee you, you might sit there for a little while and not know that first thing to write down. But once you start writing these things out, oh my gosh, it's going to be like uh, Niagara Falls. It's going to be like a flood. You're going to have a flood of emotion. You're going to release a whole lot of stuff that you probably didn't even realize that you were hanging on to. This is such a healthy and and um, important exercise if you're going to stop hiding and show up for your life and live a wholehearted life. So I really want to encourage you to do that and don't put it off. Man, if you can find the time this afternoon, if you can find the time tomorrow, sit down and do this before life starts to get really, really busy. And you know what? This is an ongoing practice. 
And also you might do this for a little while and kind of put it on the shelf and then start living your life and forget, oh man, that's right. I gave myself permission to do this and that. What a really good idea is you can take this, type it out on a thing and put it up on your wall as your manifesto for living. Uh, as, uh, you know, I, I, um, uh, I have a, a dear friend who counsels me and it's called your standard operating procedure. This is your life mission is I give myself permission to. So make it your manifesto, put it on the wall so you can see it all the time. That's my next step that I have to do. So I really hope that this has encouraged you today. I would love to hear your comments. I'd love to, uh, you can send me an email at info at chrissyhutchings.com. Um, I really would like to know how these podcasts are impacting you, how this information is impacting you. And hey, if there's a question that you have, maybe uh, in the course of hearing this podcast, some things have come up in your heart, some questions that you have, send them to me and hopefully we can answer the questions. And if I haven't gone through it myself, then hey, we'll find an answer together to that question. But I really would love to know how the podcast and the blog is impacting you. One of the things that you will find on the blog, and I I'm saying this out first so it doesn't kind of freak you out a little bit Um, because one of the things that I've done that the Lord has used to help to heal me is poetry. And I really began to just express some of these life experiences from from even from childhood and in my my life um, through this poetry. And it's been very, very therapeutic for me. And one of the things that I wanted to do is honor where I've been in my life and give voice to some of these things that I've been steeped in shame about that I've been hiding from and from being known to other people. And so some of those poems, they're, they're pretty deep. Some of them are not dark as in evil or anything like that, but some of them are an expression of some of the really deep places of grieving that I've been in my life. And I wanted to give voice to that, not to, um, glorify that, but in hopes that somebody else might go, wow, I'm there. And, and and there is hope. You know, there's hope in a lot of those poems. There's a rescue in those poems talking about Jesus Christ. So I want to let you know that those are there and the reason that they're there. And so, um, so they'll be mixed in with some of the podcasts, uh, some of the uh, blogs, excuse me, that I do on that Uh, website, but I really encourage you to go there again, subscribe so that you can get a newsletter from me and uh, we can just connect on a more personal level. And also make sure you click the follow on there so that you can get um, uh, updates when I do new uh, posts. Also, we'll be posting the podcast on our, my YouTube channel. So uh, make sure you tune in there. um, If, if that's more kind of your speed, Uh, Also subscribe to the podcast. And again, it's formerly known as the Worship Life Podcast. Now it is Beautiful You. So if you're doing a search on uh, Buzzsprout or on Apple or wherever you go to listen to podcasts, it's Beautiful You uh, by Chrissy Hutching so that you can make sure that you locate that. So I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me today. And I just hope that something that I've shared Uh, has resonated with you and brought some healing and some understanding to your life. And if so, I really would love to hear that that's happening. So go out, make it a great day. Go out and be fully beautiful you that God created you to be. Stop hiding and show up for your life. 
and live this beautiful, wholehearted life that God's called us to live. I'll see you next time.